Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future, the greatest movie of all time, one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Menez in the news. Happy Friday. I am Chris O'Connor. Also happy Friday. Thank goodness. Um, I wish no one a happy Friday. Uh, <laughs> uh, today we're going back to minute 30. We're already a half hour into this movie. Oof. And they haven't even gone back in time yet. That is a milestone. Oh, man. This movie would not work in 2015. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> well, it could. It would just have to be three hours long. Yeah, right. Part one. Um, so, minute 30 begins with uh, Marty exclaiming, holy shit, and ends with Marty taking one last look at Doc's dead body. (laughs) This is one of the (laughs) darkest minutes. This is Tony Scott's Back to the Future. (laughs) We took a a hard left turn. It was (laughs) a hard left. (laughs) This shit got dark. Um... So, uh, as soon as as soon as Marty says "Holy shit," the Libyans just open fire. Yeah, and, and uh, from across the parking lot, across the parking lot, you know, sticking his head up out of the the VW van, driving along like it's it's swerving along as he's driving, and he's just laying <laughs> yeah. down fully automatic fire, like from his hip. He's not he's not like you know bringing it up to a proper firing position and aiming. He's just, like, spraying. And yet, you know, the squibs are going off all over the van like they're supposed to, like, right around Doc, who's comically, like, avoiding the gunfire. And he's like, I'll draw their fire! Oh, my God. I'll draw their fire, but you know what? Him saying that, wow, does that say a lot about Doc as a character. Yeah, that is Like, like, you need to get out of here, Marty. I will draw their fire. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. Like, that's... He's a good guy. He's a good guy. Uh, he's, a, he's, he's a goddamn hero. He's, not, he's maybe not the <laughs> smartest guy, as smart as he is, you know, courting Libyans. He's maybe he's, not a good idea, but, right. but he's a good guy. Yeah, and he's uh, responsible because he's, you know, he's taking responsibility for what he did. He knows he made a huge mistake, but he was just sort of like hoping he could hedge his bets, you know? Um, but, but now his his chickens have come back to roost, and he's just like, okay, he's uh, reaped the whirlwind, right? And he's just like, I don't want, I don't want this kid to get killed to deal with, yeah, to get killed because I'm an idiot, um, Ooh. for stealing plutonium from a bunch of Libyan terrorists. <laughs> I keep thinking about what like the doctor would have done if this had happened. Um. No, you know, like somehow. I mean, the eleventh doctor might have been like, "Here, form a shield around me. I'm very important." <laughs> <laughs> he would just talk them down. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like the doctor. Uh, 12... The doctor magically gets out of all violent confrontations by talking. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Capaldi would literally just walk toward them and be like, "Hey, hey, hey, hey! Stop, stop it! it. <laughs> stop it! Grumpy old grandpa voice." Quit yeah. being bad Libyans. Stop it. You guys, <laughs> not cool. Yeah. Or he'd like or he'd like do the opening riff to like Sweet Child of Mine and just like win them over. <laughs> um I I don't I I've always known that Doc had a gun here. Yeah. But I don't think I ever realized that it's like an old it like, is an revolver old west. Six shooter. That is like yeah. an old cult peacemaker. Like I don't know if they had the if they had the idea that you know the third movie would take place in the old west, 
that no, is none what's, they they didn't have any ideas okay. for the sequel that is whatsoever. that is an old west gun that is like yeah, like in the eighties they were making some really cool like three fifty seven uh, revolvers and like you know big big barrel guns and but that thing that's a throwback that right. is thanks antique. to Clint Eastwood thanks to thanks to Clint Eastwood yeah they, they were making some, some pretty badass revolvers but that is not necessarily one of them and also he is not a good he, he's not good at guns. No. He's, like, no, he's, he's like Dr. He like Trelawney. Misfires. He's a man of science. He, he like misfires and points it in his eye. And I'm like, no, stop. Not, kill not good at guns, the Doc Brown story. Can you imagine if, if watching the movie, he pulls out his revolver and like instant like John Wick headshot? <laughs> oh my God. Just how different this character would be. I gave you a choice. Remember that? <laughs> I gave you a choice. And then a bunch of Libyans comes out and he totally like judos them all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but then Einstein would have to die. Oh yeah, no. That's not Very cool. True. That's not cool at all. Take it all back, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Take it all back. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and it's because they wanted the Einstein Lord. will live. That totally works. Mm. Oh no. Um yeah, so so Doc uh Doc's six shooter uh jams because it <laughs> No. <laughs> oh like it would have been funnier if it just wasn't loaded. Yeah, that's probably like, that's probably what it was actually. Yeah. Cuz uh it, you, like the the round could have been a dud. Um, or probably more likely he just didn't have it loaded. Yeah. Like shoots it and it's just empty. Um, so then he runs forward, which I don't know what his plan here is exactly, but he's like running to the, runs to like the grill of his van. I think he's trying to get, did he like run past the door or did he just run around in front of the car? Cause, cause you should try he, to get in he the ran car. around to the front of the car. Yeah, he, he he ran around. He was already at, he was at the side of the car, and he ran to the front of the car. Mm. Like he's like in front of the. But grill. like, did he skip over the side door, or did he just not? Yeah. Make it to the, right. Okay. He needs to get in the car as as a tactical yeah. decision. You get in your car, and you right. move your car. Your car is also a weapon. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what he was planning on doing here, um, but so he's he gets he's he's trapped now by the Libyan, and he throws. Oh. His empty six shooter oh, at the Libyan a, to say like I surrender, gesture. yeah, it's and then pathetic. he is gunned he down a, in he cold gets blood. A full magazine. Uh, that's, yeah, that a lot of. Well, they really need to make sure it's Emmett Brown. That's uh, right from an AK forty-seven. You know, rifle rounds um, at that rate. Yeah, he's, he's super duper dead. Um, somebody, I mean, they have to make sure because somebody could write him a letter from the past and tell him to wear a boiler vest. Yeah, and uh, so you gotta and make for sure. 1985, uh, that wouldn't. Okay, I mean, it's a later, it's a later scene. So can I address what happens in that later scene? Or... Um, yeah, go ahead because it directly res- re- like includes this. Bullet, so, the yeah. bulletproof vest. Wait, vet- is he not dead? Huh. Well, in this timeline, without Marty, do- anyway, whatever. Uh, but, I don't understand. But, but what he, happens he was, later? He was shot. He's clearly out of the movie. Yeah, he's. <laughs> 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 but but bulletproof vests 
aren't actually very good at stopping large caliber round shot from rifles and you know weapons like this. Uh, it's particularly at close range. Uh, if they, I, I, I couldn't really remember because I hadn't watched it in a little while. But if he had been using like an MP5 or an Uzi nine mm if he was using a nine millimeter weapon, a submachine gun firing uh, basically pistol rounds, then yes, body armor, a bulletproof vest could have worked. But he's clearly shooting an AK-47, uh, which are rifle rounds, which are much more powerful. Um, and most body armor available to civilians, most body armor that you won't notice if that somebody's wearing. I mean, granted, he's got on, like, the, the nuke suit, so maybe, but... I mean, when you see it later, it looks like a denim vest for that sake. Um, basically, Doc should just be dead. Um, is there... Most body armor is not going to stop a full clip because he got more than a dozen bullets right in his chest is there any is there any way that the libyans being a terrorist cell sure and maybe not having access to a lot of funds is it possible because it's gun because it's because the the ak jams like it's a very right after that it's actually kind of funny because like that's a that's a very common kind of jam it's like a stovepipe jam i think um, I'm not sure, but but it's, it's like where the casing didn't fully eject and it and it knocks into the, the hammer. I've done I've done courses with fully automatic weapons, um, and and uh, the thing is the AK-47 and its rounds are uh, they're you know they're the gun of the 20th century. They're extreme. The reason terrorists use them is because the Soviet Union could make so many of them so cheaply. They're so effective. They were they were they were widely available. They got exported all over the world. Uh, they cost very, very little. They are way cheaper than the American counterpart, the M16 and the AR-15 rifles, you know, the stuff that we ha- have been using. Um, our stuff is much finickier, more expensive. Um, you have mm. to take better care of it, um, or it or it'll jam up on you. But it, you know, it's more accurate. It's a different, it's a different round. Um, that AK-47 for 1985, they would have been able to get that, no problem. Um, okay. They would have been able to get that, would have been able to get the, the ammunition for it, and it's probably not... Like, if you... Today, uh, like, this is actually kind of interesting. Like, in, in 1986, they, they passed, like, um, I can't remember the name of the Gun Control Act that, that, uh, that, that was put into place by Reagan, and, and, you know, working with the rest of Congress. But basically, every automatic weapon up to that point uh, that had been manufactured up to 1986, you could buy it, you can sell it, you can trade it, you can do all that. It's all in the... It's, all that stuff is still... Any, any gun... That gun that killed Doc Brown in 1985... Um, in this universe, uh, assuming the law took place in '86 the way it did, that gun is still available in the market, and you could buy it, but it it costs it costs about forty thousand um, dollars. It, it costs a lot of money. Like gun control is really complicated. Um, wow. Um, but back then, they would have been able to get an AK-47 for relatively cheap. Jeez. Okay. So there's no way to like ex- be like, oh, they have gar- they have like no. crap guns. No, or they something, they had or... they. That's an AK-47. They have the ra- they have the rifle rounds. His body armor wouldn't be able to stop a full magazine. He's just dead. Yeah. But it's a movie, so it's okay. <laughs> I, again, like it was one of those things. Like I didn't remember. I hadn't seen it in a while. I hadn't seen it since I, I've had my my training and experiences. But if it had been like an Uzi or an MP5, and they were a little submachine gun rounds, yeah, he might have been able to make it. But no, it's an AK-47. Maybe he invented the bulletproof vest that he's wearing in the third act. Maybe. Maybe it's science. Science. Science! Somebody had to invent it. Maybe it was Doc Brown. Yep, yep. (laughs) 
Um, or maybe he stole like a, a like a non civilian uh, bulletproof vest from the Libyans. Or maybe he went to the future and got it. Or that. Yeah, let's just. That's actually. I like that. That's my. That is my headcanon. Doc Brown, knowing what he knew, knows that because he has that letter, so he knows the thing works. Why would he even? Right. You know, like this is all for show. He could just go to the future, like you know, seventy five years, get some high high tech synthetic fabrics. Uh, thing, you know, synthetics. <laughs> Because he's, he's allergic <laughs> to it. But, you know, he could get something that actually works, go back, and be all right. Yeah. Although, there you go. If I had that letter and I knew that my time machine worked, I would have just avoided the entire competition. <laughs> I'm so not going to stop thinking so hard about this. Um, I love that the Libyans' gun jams and then their van jams. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that they're sort of, like, what is he trying? Because it's like half English, half... I guess he was trying to say, I, not that I speak Arabic, but it didn't sound, it kind of just sounded like he was going, bah, 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 which I guess in yeah, the I mean, 80s he, is perfectly he, appropriate. Right. Exa- that's, I'm thinking that's probably what was happening. Those, those guys are probably from Mexico. <laughs> yeah. They're probably like, I have to say something in Arabic? Uh, falafel! Yeah. Yeah. That's rough. <laughs> um, Marty is very quick to accept death. Well, I, I think he's <laughs> he's he's reacting well to uh, the stress of the moment, and he is not freezing, he's not panicking, he's he's moving, he's doing what you know. Except except for the moment just yeah. before his gun jams. Yeah. Well. Oh yeah, that's true. He did. He did just. He did. I, I, <laughs> there I am giving him too much credit, and he he definitely did just. He's like closing his eyes, just like all right, I'm done. Here it comes. Here it comes. It's like, and you know, that's that's a fair reaction. That's what a lot of people will mm-hmm. do. Um, and but but you know, he gets his opportunity and he leaves. So, so good. Yeah, he just leaps for cover into the DeLorean. Yep. Good work, Marty. Yeah, um, and if it wasn't for that Libyan van jamming, uh, <laughs> he wouldn't have been able to. Ha- he wouldn't have had the time to look at. It's probably just you know the mystery team wasn't taking care of it. And when they stole it from <laughs> Scooby and the gang. <laughs> uh, yeah. So because they're, they're Van Jams, he uh, he uh, has the time to take one last look, Fortunate. one last wistful look at Doc's dead body the, before the closing the gold wing door. You yep. didn't have to go through the trouble of opening those things up. Right. Accidentally braining himself. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, man, Libyan terrorists, right? They are jerks. They they do not. (laughs) How many how many people are in the van? Just two. Oh, just the driver and him. Driver and the gunner, and I mean, like they're actually actually they are kind of futzing around. Like they they're not. I mean, you know, they succeed, I guess, in a way, but but they're not actually very good. But then it's a movie, so I should stop and say. I'm really surprised that there's only two people in the car. I don't think I, I've I ever thought, noticed I that there there's more. I, that's the thing is like yeah. I fully expected it to be like a full van of people, like sort of like a right. clown car of terrorism. And that's no, it's what I've always thought. What are they in a van for if it's just two people? I, don't know. I mean, you got to have somewhere to put your RPG, but that's another movie. Oh man, I have always like every time I've imagined this scene in my head, I oh, it's always a the the van is full of terrorists. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I remember too. It's like one of those weird things. 
I don't know why, but like when I pictured the scene in my head, I thought there were like guns jutting out of every window. <laughs> yeah. And a bunch of guys like shaking their fist like, you asshole, you gave us you spin motion parts. <laughs> terrible accents. Yeah. Huh. Movie magic. Yeah. yeah. Totally changed our per- you know what? Maybe in an alternate universe, there actually were no uh there's there there was a there's a bear stain sized group of people <laughs> in the van if we were to check everybody in their thir- in their early 30s right now whether they remember there being more than two terrorists in that van are we suddenly going to find that we're in another alternate dimension i guess yes oh I can't even tell if the the other guy, the driver doesn't even look in, in, I mean, when, when he's like, when he's, um, banging on his, uh, steering wheel, he looks Libyan, but then like in like other shots, I'm pretty sure it's just a white dude. Might be. Like, it's the like just the driver or whatever, you know? Yeah. That's really weird. Huh. Um, yeah. So, uh. So uh, sad, sad. Uh, the the adventure begins for Marty McFly. Yeah, yeah. At minute thirty, at minute thirty, he is getting into the DeLorean. That is going to cause all of his problems. So many problems. Yeah. Huh. It's interesting. Minute thirty, exactly. Thirty minutes of setup. That's, yeah, it's pretty good. What is the total runtime yeah. on this movie? Like one forty seven, yeah. something like that. Pretty good length for an Wait, I can look that up. I have a chart. Um, yeah, it's like it's like one hundred sixteen, one hundred sixteen, and and some seconds, oh, okay. some change. Yeah, one hundred sixteen and some change. So, <clears throat> yeah, that's it. Nick, thoughts. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're almost there. We're we're breaking into Act Two next next week. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. God, doesn't feel like we've been doing this show for that long. <laughs> and yet you have. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah. So that's I guess that's it. Uh. Nick, did you happen to look up who these terrorist guys are? Uh, no, they're they're uncredited, unfortunately. Unless uh, un- unless a fi- yeah, um, like unless more digging uh, would unearth their names, but uh, the normal amount of digging I did un- unearthed no names. Huh. Oh, that's a bummer. Probably because they weren't actually living. Um, in Alfred the, Molina revealed that. <laughs> Alfred oh, Molina. Oh, oh. You throw me the flux capacitor. I throw you the wind. <laughs> All right, well, that's uh, I guess that wraps up uh, this minute and uh, this week. Chris, thank you so much for being our guest this week. Uh, it has been my pleasure. I've really had a great time with you guys, and it makes me sad that I won't be around for the next minutes. <laughs> well, we'll have to have you pack in the future for sure. I will do it. I will travel through time. <laughs> Back in the future. Yeah. See, see what I did there. It's good. Um, all right, well. Uh, next week, um, we'll be back with, uh, guest Joe Woody. 
Um, and uh, until then, you, you can uh, go to our website, backtothefutureminute.com, leave comments and all that good stuff. Email us, contact at backtothefutureminute.com. We've gotten some emails, um, but they're all about like future minutes or minutes that we've already talked about. So they don't feel like uh, they would feel out of place to talk about them right now. Um, so there's one that I'm saving because I, I want to talk about it when we get to the minute that uh, is being discussed in the email. Um, but yeah, send us emails and uh, hopefully if you can think to the future like that guy did and email us about something coming up in the future, uh, I can put a note in our um, schedule so that I know to check email on a particular minute, um, which will be which would be good. So uh, so yeah, do stuff like that. Email contact at backtothefutureminute.com. You can follow us on Twitter uh, at BTTF Minute. I'm at Scott Corelli. Nick is at Nick M. Jimenez. Uh, Tumblr, bttfminute.tumblr.com. Like us on Facebook. Give us a review on iTunes and we'll give you a shout out. No new reviews this week, uh, but uh, keep them coming. There's more uh, scores. How do you uh, – ratings? There's, there's been more ratings, but not any more – not any new reviews. Um, so leave reviews and we will uh, we will give you a shout out. Uh, next week on the show. Um, check out our other podcast, Not Writing, and The Doctor's Companion, our Doctor Who podcast. And of course, subscribe to Geek by Night, uh, the audio drama that Nick and I are executive producing and Chris stars in and premieres January 6th. But the feed is up and we've been, we're like posting like behind the scenes goodies. So um, on the lead up to the premiere, January 6th. Uh, once that show premieres, we won't be able to shut up about it. So there's also that. Um, all right, I guess that's it. We'll uh, we'll see you next week with uh, minute thirty-one. Bye. Have a weekend. Bye. Bye.